Hello. It is WISPIT by Angela. WISPIT abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. As always, it is my pleasure to speak to my listeners regarding a variety of topics that hopefully are thought-provoking, interesting, entertaining, and enlightening. It is always my hope that anyone and everyone who tunes in will be enriched, edified, and spiritually touched to move beyond the challenges of this life and rise from the ashes of this limited existence to a higher elevation of thinking and creativity. Success versus failure. What exactly is the definition of either? Everything we see and hear appears to be built around the concept of what success is or is not. Success is often equated with what is monetary as opposed to what is enjoyable. For there are many people who make a lot of money, but it doesn't necessarily equate to what is successful. So the true definition of success is having the courage to get up and go after what you really love and want to do, not necessarily what you have to do, paralleled with the fact that failure is not an option. So today's episode is entitled, Failure is Not an Option. Every day of our lives, We have to be the one who speaks power into our destiny. When others may doubt, you have to be the one who believes no matter what. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For it is in the final moments when you think you can't do any more or go any further that you have to continue to press forward. And this is when the brink of success is just over the horizon. But too many people give up at this critical moment when the going gets tough. You see, in my own life, I have definitely found this to be true. And it has been in the most inopportune times, the most stressful times, the times when others have said that I couldn't do something or achieve what I knew in my heart God had given me, that I continued to press forward. I simply had to trust and hold on with all my might and with all faith and move forward. It has always been in these most stressful times that I have achieved the greatest success. In 1993, I entered private practice and I shared office space with another physician who was already established. We were not partners in the corporate sense, but I was simply renting space, which allowed my practice to grow rapidly within two years. In 1995, I moved my practice to another location and I could again see 
that my practice was rapidly outgrowing this space as well. So I started looking for land to build my own office. Now at this time, I had a three-year-old son, I was married, I had a new practice, and I was not from the state in which I was prepared to build. My husband at the time did not even support the idea because he thought that I was acting too quickly. You see, his solution was the path of least resistance. Despite the success of my practice, his desire was to move back home to the state in which we both were born. In other words, a comfort zone. For every yay, he gave me a nay. And a sidebar here, my father never wanted me to marry him. He was technically successful in his own right. He was an engineer. And my father's exact words were, I don't care what his profession is. He has no vision and he will be a stumbling block for you. But I'm not worried about you. The decision will be yours because I have given you all the tools that you will need in order to survive and be successful. Well, my father was right. My then husband said, and I quote, make sure that when you buy this land, it is something that you can handle and you can afford. Now, did you catch the word you? Now, I didn't have all the wisdom then to really hear what he was saying. But inside, I knew. My husband at the time was a very creative person, but he never got any of his creative ideas off the ground because he spent too much time dreaming instead of making things happen. Now, dreaming is great to a point, but at some point, that dream has got to have legs to hit the ground and run. Well, I had the dream and the foundation of support from my father, who has always been in my corner. I had the tools and the foundation to make it happen, and I did. And against all odds, and despite all the pessimists, I moved forward. Now, ultimately, divorce was the price I had to pay. But now, looking back, I never lost something I never had. And although he divorced me because he was having an affair, he also left our son when he was only four years old. He, unlike myself, never understood the importance of delayed gratification. See, in life, you'll either have your cake now and suffer later, or you'll suffer now and have your cake later. Oh, yes, my heart was broken in a thousand pieces. I was in a solo practice. I was a single mother and in a state without family. And it was a challenge, to say the least. But my father said, make a stand. Failure is not an option. Everything in me was afraid, 
But inside, I knew he was right. Now, my father also said, step into the destiny that God has given you. For if you run now, you will be running for the rest of your life. I followed my father's advice. And that land and that office building now sits in the heart of a city in one of the fastest growing areas in the United States on prime property and worth millions. All because I stayed the course and because failure was not an option. Now for me, marriage was always about marrying for love. But what I didn't realize that I now know is that sometimes people marry for different reasons. And when you're young, you think you really understand what love is, but love also encompasses a lot of responsibility. And sometimes one partner or both partners may not possess the maturity to truly understand everything that marriage encompasses. Well, everything comes with a price and you need to understand that, not only about relationships, but also about success. Neither comes easy. It may appear to look easy from the outside, but it's not. And when it comes to success in anything, you will have to fight to keep it and you will have to keep a very close watch on anything and anyone who strives to challenge you against your dream and for your dream. Now, there is another interesting fact about success. It is not simply an arrival point. It is a continuum of ideas that flow. And you have to always keep your mind open to new ideas. You have to believe in yourself even when others find it hard to see what you are doing or where you are going. But the key is failure is not an option. Surround yourself with the people who support you. And support does not mean that they will not question you or always agree with you. It's just that it's hard sometimes for people who have not been given your visual destiny to see what you see at the end of the road. In 1985, less than 10 years after Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, was fired from the very company that he created, he then returned 12 years later. Now let me summarize this a little bit more simplistically. The then CEO, John Scully, felt that Apple needed to shift gears in another direction. And so Jobs was fired. And you see, in corporate America, the organization of your company is critical. If you give too much of your percentage power 
to one person or to too many people, you may find yourself on the wrong side of the deck of cards, so to speak. However, approximately 12 years later, Steve Jobs not only came back to the company that he created, but he took Apple to the top, straight into the stratosphere. He completely revolutionized the computer and mobile phone world. So the lesson here, failure was not an option. When he got hit in the gut, so to speak, he knocked his opponents to the ground with his genius and thinking and his ability to reinvent himself. In other words, it was a TKO. So if you are willing to learn from your failures, you will undoubtedly see a brighter day. Sometimes the things you think you need, you already possess. It may simply be a matter of how you look at something. In other words, is the glass half empty or half full? So a sidebar here to my baby boomers again. Stop being afraid to tap into the technology that already exists for your benefit as well as the benefit of others. Explore technology. And if you don't know how to operate it, simply hand it to a two-year-old and watch their little fingers and thumbs go. It's very natural for them because they really don't possess fear of trying new things at this age. They embrace anything new and exciting. Feed your mind. Podcasts are an excellent example if the right one is chosen. Pick other positive forms this year and every year. Know what they are and how to access them. Feed your mind. And again, if you still don't know, ask YouTube. It works. People who are going places don't have time to waste and they don't hang around people who waste their time. They certainly are not sitting around or trying to be in the vicinity of people who spew out doom and gloom all the time. In my opinion, baby boomers want to hide what they don't want to face. We typically want to keep everything the way it always has been, even if it doesn't work. It makes no sense, and I think that's the definition of insanity. You see, patches don't work. The problem will only fester until it becomes an abscess. You will either succumb to the infection that will eventually destroy you, or you will find a way to properly open the wound, place in a drain, and begin the process of healing with the appropriate antibiotics. Just because you don't want to face it doesn't mean that the issue is not happening. And in my opinion, this is what Prince Harry in the spare is dealing with. The whole situation is just very unfortunate. But a festering wound is what it is. And eventually it will erupt one way or the other. The simple choice is deciding whether it will be a controlled opening of the wound with the proper drain, irrigation, and antibiotics, 
or a closed wound with no care given to it that will erupt and disseminate into sepsis. You see, millennials pose to disclose. They are tired of old ways of thinking that are no longer conducive to a new way of living. The whole point of therapy is to heal, not hide. And if we could just find a way to blend these two concepts of thinking, well, that would take maturity and courage as well as integrity from both sides. Again, in my opinion, this is also what news happens to be these days, a festering wound, open sensationalism and passive information for the mind. It passively gives you information and it's up to you to analytically use your mind to deduce what the real issue is. And sometimes it's so clouded in negativity that I just simply turn the TV off. Yes, I do. Because if you listen too much, it can emotionally affect your well-being. Try getting through the day without someone telling you first about everything that's gone wrong with the world, how many accidents have occurred, who has died, every catastrophic disaster that has occurred or is occurring, etc., etc., etc. When does it ever become balanced with something positive? Why is it that the negative seems to outweigh the positivity of information these days? Well, frankly, I am sick of negative feeds. Don't we always end up with an issue in this country regarding government shutdowns and high debt ceilings, etc., etc., etc.? Sometimes just keep the information to yourself and fix the problem that people elected you for. I don't want to see every argument and every act of immaturity and irresponsibility and falsehoods splayed out on TV every single day about the same thing over and over and over and over again. Frankly, I am bored by it all. But because we fail to listen to one another and come to a place of truth and honesty about facts, we see arguments displayed out on TV every single day. We all have some level of responsibility and have done some things right and some things wrong. That's a fact. No one is perfect except that. Integrity first begins with a willingness to be truthful. And when you sit on these committees and boards and you fake like you don't know what's going on, who do you think you're fooling? Try the excuses with someone else because this generation, no, they're not having it. And that's a good thing. People may listen to what you say, but more importantly, they watch what you do. So this year and every year, believe in yourself always and forever. Speak positive affirmations in your own life. Analytically decide what you will allow to come into your mind. Make this year the year that you begin to see life as a new beginning of creativity and rebirth. One of my resolutions for this year 
is to step out of comfort zones and try different things. Success does not always have to equate to money, but the joy of what you are doing, that's success. Over the New Year holiday, I was with two of my great friends who also happened to be physicians. Dr. Robin actually did the episode, No Bad Coffee, No Bad Relationships. And after sharing our resolutions, of course, mine being stepping out of comfort zones, Dr. Robin said, why don't you step out and do one of your resolutions? And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, you made the comment that you wanted to step out of a comfort zone. So let's see what you've got. So I did that, and oh my goodness, brace yourself for what I am about to tell you, because I even surprised myself. We were just simply having a wonderful time at this fabulous restaurant in Atlanta called Bones for the New Year holiday. And by the way, the food was phenomenal, and the service was even more spectacular. And I was teasing around and I said, okay, well, let's just start with uh, a little millennial action here. I'm going to take a picture of our food. And so that was the first series of laughs. And then I decided to take it a step further out of fun. So I told the girls, get ready. We're going millennial style. I said, I am going to record our funny moment and our time here at this restaurant, enjoying ourselves with laughter and with fun and just relaxing. Now, I said, well, if I have to step out of my comfort zone, well, you guys should too. So we laughed about that. And then brace yourself for what I am about to tell you because I even surprised myself. I not only recorded our little clip of time there, but I loaded it on TikTok after Dr. Robbins showed me how to work it, because of course I did not have a clue how to do this, but it was a lot of fun. And not only did we do it on the first run? It is absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious creating it, and it was even more hilarious watching us on it. So my handle name is RSTM224. Feel free to check it out. And that's all in small letters, RSTM224. In addition, I stepped out even further in my New Year's resolution and created a YouTube channel called Real Time Cooking with Doc Angela. Please check that out also. Now, it still makes me laugh when I watch it at least once a week. And it's also fun remembering such a happy time with my friends. And it will always be embedded in my memory as one of the best New Year's that I had, spending it with my friends. Now, I love medicine, and I have given my life to it. Between the three of us, 
we have over 99 years of medicine combined. And now for me, it's time for me to give life to myself and other dreams that I have. And hopefully my story will encourage others. Dr. Robin is a single mother who has raised two young men, one of which is now a physician himself, and the other will be headed off to law school this year. Dr. Phyllis shares the commonality of having a mother with Alzheimer's dementia like me. Both of my doctor's sisters are dedicated to the field of psychiatry and mental health care. Mental health care in this country has more cases of disease than there are people to treat it. Now combine that with the control and limitation of the health insurance industry that often does not cover what is deemed necessary by physicians and you have a festering sore and we wonder why mental health issues are out of control in this country what a question you should be asking is who fueled the beast? Why are they not paying these docs what they deserve to spend the level of time and intensity with mental health care? Who gave this beast that much power and control without limitations even on the cost of medications in this country? So my friends, a shout out to you. Thanks for always supporting me. And thank you even more for loving what you do that makes a difference in the world of mental health and psychiatry. It is an absolute honor having you as my friends and in supporting each of you. So this year to all of you, I have something I want to say in remembrance. When you support and help others to succeed, you fertilize the ground for your own happiness and success, which becomes limitless. So until next time, this is Whispered by Angela. Whispered abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. You can find my podcast on most podcast forums. You can find my YouTube channel at Real Time Cooking with Doc Angela. And you can find the TikTok video at RSTM224, all in small letters. Enjoy this year. Make it your best. Thank you all for the encouragement and the support. And I wish all of you much success, peace, joy, and happiness in the new year. So until next time, thank you for tuning in.